0: Hello, and welcome to the 5 Core Life Podcast, hosted by Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. On today's episode of the 5 Core Life, Will Moore sits down with John Gordon, the best-selling author and a keynote speaker to discuss positive leadership. John Gordon is the author of one of Will's favorite books of all time, The Energy Bus, in which talking about what that thing is that allowed John to go from miserable and his wife threatening to leave him to a mega-successful author having sold over 5 million copies – and his top piece of advice to help you go from doubting yourself to knowing you're going to succeed. In the comments, tell me what success means to you. If you're listening, then go on to Instagram and tag at more momentum with what success means to you there. Whatever platform you're tuning in on, please be sure to subscribe to the five core life. So you get more awesome episodes, just like this one. Are you ready to fire on all cylinders? If so, let's go. Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life, requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each.
1: And there he is. How you doing? How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me. Let me tell you something. So I, was, I almost let the cat out of the bag, but I'm actually glad that I'm going to stay in front of you. Uh, so, obviously, you've written tons of tons of fantastic books. Years ago, uh, and I'm, I'm a, let me preface this with, I am a self-help junkie. Um, I, I read, I've read so many books and personal development wellness is part of my, has been part of my journey, but only certain books really stand out to me that really help take me into another direction and just kind of click. The Energy Bus was one of those books. I appreciate that that's awesome i I'm, I'm so honored to to be talking to you, and that was such an amazing book. So I want to talk about everything you're doing um, maybe since're we're, since since we're starting with that, do you mind well first off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself about your past, how you got to where you are now, and then kind of where you're moving, and then maybe we'll get into some of the books so just to kind sure. of give you an overview
2: yeah i'm a, I'm a writer and speaker, and a number of years ago i was I was miserable, I was unhappy. I was not living my purpose and my wife threatened to leave me. She said, if you don't change, I love you, but I'm not going to spend my life with someone who makes me so miserable. You need to change. And so it was a huge wake up call for me. I wanted to change. I started to research ways that I could be more positive. This was during the emerging field of positive psychology. Mm -hmm. And so I started to do a lot of these ideas, a lot of these strategies, and they started to work. I asked what my purpose was, what am I born to do? And Writing and speaking just kept on coming to me. And so so from there I'm Like okay, I'm gonna start doing this and I literally just started writing a, a weekly positive tip every week I would share a positive tip Send it out. I started doing a speaking and writing a lot of free talks. I gave like 80 free talks Start doing that and then one day in 2006 I'm walking I'm praying, to be honest, because things are not going well in my life. I decide I want to be a writer and speaker. It's not going well. And the energy bus came to me. So it literally just came to me. So that was your first book. Yeah. Oh, my God, even
1: better. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it love came it. to me. And I,
2: my first fable I ever wrote I, wrote, I wrote two other books before that in terms of like, like how-to books. And they didn't do well at all, you know, and it and, and didn't go well. But then the energy bus came to me, and, and I wrote in three and a half weeks, Just inspiration, rejected by over 30 publishers.
1: Ooh, thank you for that. That makes me feel good because I'm writing a book and I've already been rejected by about that many. So that's good to know. It's common. It's
2: common, right? (laughs) Yeah. So many of the great ones are are rejected. If you look at uh, John Grissom and Dr. Sue. Did I lose you for a second?
1: I just had a something just came in. Uh, repeat, you were saying so many great ones. John Grisham. Oh, John Grisham like
2: and Doctor Sue. Somebody lose, you know. Somebody lose along the way. You know, somebody get rejected along the way. So that happens.
1: One of my favorite offers, Tim Ferriss. I, I love hearing his story. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Ferriss, the Four Hour Work Week. Yeah, uh, he's got a great podcast that I listen to. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he he got rejected. I think he's like it was in the hundreds or something when he was saying it. He just he just knew, and it's kind of similar story. I love hearing those types of stories. Like you're like kind of hit your rock bottom because I'm I'm one of those as well. Mine was was way back in college when I hit my rock bottom, and I didn't write a book that became a national bestseller right away. Uh, my journey's been a little bit longer using the compounding effect. Here I am, 25 years later. I went to the route of I want to grow a successful business. I'm going to show everybody. And that's what I was able to do. I exited last year. And now I'm like, okay, now what? And now I'm transferring everything I have into this this good vibes and helping, giving back to the world and trying to leave a a legacy where the world goes, you know what, man? We were better off for having you than not. So nice
2: work. Right? Which I love is- that. I love that because that's what that's what it was for me. It was like, okay, what do I want to do and how can I be useful? How can I make a difference? How can I help others? It really wasn't about me at that point. I was about 31, 32 years old when this all happened. And I remember thinking, okay, I've been trying to do it my own way for me, trying to be successful for me, and I wasn't successful. I said, I want to serve others. I want to make a difference. I want to impact people and be useful and encourage." And once I made it about others, not myself, that's when success happened
1: in that in that a funny way that's one of those i always talk about universal principles on this on this show and 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 everything i'm doing and clearly you've tapped into many of these the energy bus um just being about like this energy i talk about momentum i think there's a lot of parallels i actually quote you in my book before i've even you know planned on doing this interview from years ago when i wrote it and there was this whole section in my book where i'm just like this guy gets it that that energy that you can't see feel hear touch we know it's there and it plays a huge role in our lives, right? Just momentum, energy, same type of thing. And it's like, you got to get the right people on the bus. And and if you want to have that type of energy surrounded by, and you want to build what you want to build in your life, you got to have that. You got to be surrounded by that. and it, Or you can have the opposite and you can have those, what did you call them? Energy
2: vampires, I remember. Love People that. who will suck the life right out of you. Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet and neither should you. So you have to be more positive than the negativity you face. And we will always deal with energy vampires, but you have to focus on your mission, your vision, the work that you're here to do, and, and ultimately the difference that you want to make in people's lives. That's what, that's what it's all about. You aren't a true success, though, unless you help others be successful. That's what I've learned. And Unless you're helping others be successful you will not fully be successful yourself. I, I
1: love that piece. And, and you know, anybody that's right, I always put true success in there because our, our definition in society of success is completely, um, you know, there's that sort of, most people you say, what's a successful person? Well, somebody that has X amount of dollars or, you know, is in movies or is an influencer, right? That's how most people think about it. But um, when you've been able to have some success such as yourself, um, You've had a lot more of that type of success than I have. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to build a business and, and exit. And so I had that, you know, monetary success. Yeah. Y- that's when it hits you. And that's the irony of it. Right. And you're just like, God, well, I wish I could just plant what I now know into, first of all, myself younger. But again, no regrets. You, you know, you. The reason that you're here is because of the stuff, the mistakes and whatnot you made earlier, but into the rest of the world, which is what I'm trying to do. And seems like what you're trying to do too, which is guys, you don't understand. Like there's this universal principle. There's this law and you can't, you can't cheat it. You can't break it. You can't for for long anyways, you can for a short period of time, but you got to help others and you got to give back. And the more you do that and the more you love your fellow man and the more you you know, want to help them, the tenfold, hundredfold, thousandfold, it's going to come back your way.
2: Totally. Totally. And um, it's so funny. You you made your success, right? You've made a lot of money, as you said, but were you fulfilled? You know, no, not fully fulfilled. Here's a great definition of success. It's from Dr. David Jeremiah. I heard it only a few months ago. It's my new definition. He said that success is the fulfillment of God's plan for your life. I do believe in a God. I believe in a creator of the universe. And I believe there's a plan for your life. And I believe that when you are fulfilling that plan, you are moving towards the success that you're meant to have. That's real success the fulfillment of that plan for your life. And if you're not living that plan, you're ultimately not going to be successful. And so you have desires, you have goals, you have dreams that you want to accomplish. And you can make all the money in the world, but if you're not, fulfilling those desires, those dreams, those things that are meant for you, that is that are planned for you, and you're not willing to take that action on that, then you ultimately won't be a success. That's the way I look at it. And I think a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, almost all the time, it's about your success helping others be successful. It's about what can you do to make a difference. Like If your vision doesn't include making the lives of others better, you need a new vision. You need a better vision.
1: Man, ain't that the truth. Uh, and, you know, it's really, I, I just, you know, I, I interview people like you, which are people that, you know, true success people, right? And, you know, every single person says the same thing. So it's like, hey, people, you know, there's a theme here. And it's not just like, oh, this guy, uh, and, but here's what most people say when when somebody like you or somebody like me says that. Well, yeah, easy for you to say. Easy for you to say to get back because you you already have all this money. You already have the success. It's a lot easier, right? How would you answer that?
2: I would say you wouldn't have said that when I was almost bankrupt, when I had literally a month savings in the bank account and was about to lose everything. You wouldn't have said that when I had trouble paying our bills because the money was not coming in. You wouldn't have said that when I was just making a little money. And I started to tithe and give back with the little that I had. And then I saw how that was multiplied. When you give, you get more to actually give away. So you wouldn't have said that. So we look at the outcome. We look at the finished product. We don't see the person on the journey along the way and what we had to overcome, what we had to accomplish. And so I didn't come from money, very middle class. Dad was a New York City police officer. My parents never made more than $30,000 a year. And so I can look at my path, look at my life and know that everything along the way prepared me for the work that I do now. And it's why I am generous. It's why people who are successful often are very generous. Not everyone, but a lot of people are because they know they didn't do it alone. They know they had help along the way. And when they are able to give, they want to give back to help others Because they know that they were helped along the way. And they're also very thankful for what they have. So I'm I'm thankful. And here's the deal. You you want an exciting life, well, start getting excited about life. We think it's the other way. Like, oh, I'll get excited when I have an exciting life. No, you get excited, and then you will have an exciting life. You want more money, start giving the money you have away, and you will actually have more money to give. Start thinking as if what you believe, determines what you create what we think about we attract in our life believe and receive and so often we get ideas we get dreams we get goals like we're given those we get those impulses and desires right. too many people too many people when that happens they go oh i, I can't right I can't do that i can't achieve that or i don't deserve that or they don't believe it's possible for it to happen so guess what God gave them the idea in the first place, and they're actually cutting off the flow, saying, I don't trust you, I don't believe in you, or I don't feel worthy to receive. I don't feel worthy to actually do it. The imposter syndrome, right? So either way, you're not believing what's possible. Your job is not to say no or I can't do it. Your job is to only say, okay, I'm willing. I will take action. I will stay positive. I will do what these impulses and desires are telling me to do. I will go after it. And if it's not meant to be, then it won't happen. But your job is to act as if and and do everything you can to create it. And I truly believe you plant the seeds and God will produce the harvest.
1: Amen. I mean, that's that's it, right? Um, so many people, it's just so sad to think about how many people are going to go through their whole lives and do what you just said, which is sort of either feel they're not worthy enough to, to go after what it is that, That's going to truly make them happy, or they just, you know, whether it's the procrastination or oh, that's that's too hard, I can't. Um, And then, you know, we only got one of these lives. Well, depending on what religion you are, right? Uh,
2: (laughs) You only have one life, unless you're a Buddhist,
1: right? Unless you're Buddhist, Uh, and it's like, okay, you're on your deathbed. This is something I I talk to people about. It's part of my the exercises I do uh with when i'm te- when, and, and it's in my book and it just you flash let's flash for i call it the back to the future exercise let's go marty mcfly style let's go to your future let's go to your deathbed and you know you just you, you, what are the thoughts running through your head if, if nothing if not much has changed in terms of from now until then um you know uh, are you going to have regrets? Are you going to, or are you going to be pretty happy with the way things were going? And then you know you're you're being eulogized, right? Let's go. You're even now you're six foot in the grave. People are talking about you. First of all, are there a lot of people there, or is it just your mom? <laughs> are you know is it is it a room full of people saying he was this, he was that, and all these things that you, you know, what do you want said about you? And that's an exercise I have them do, and I have them literally write down. And it's like, okay, now here we are. How are we going to get there? How do you connect those dots, right? And like you said, it's about the journey. It's about the actually getting there. That's, that's the fun part, not the, you know, pot that's of gold great, at the end that, of the rainbow.
2: That's a great exercise that you just said. You know, I always say knowing how you want to be remembered helps you decide how to live today. And so what legacy do you want to leave? And you just nailed it. We're all going to die. And so when you die, how did you want to live? And do you want to live with no regrets? I do not want to get to the end of my life. And feel like I, I lived with regrets and that's the thing like for me when I started writing and speaking I didn't feel worthy I didn't feel like I deserved success who am I to be doing this work who am I to have people listen to me and yet something inside me just knew I was meant to do this and I just kept believing and kept on doing where many times I could have given up and I wanted to give up several times so people need to understand that but I did not I kept on moving forward I kept on believing Kept on hoping, kept on putting it out there. And then you make a difference in one person's life and you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you go make a difference in another person's life. And that's what it was about. So I did feel unworthy at times. But what separates me, I think, from someone else who doesn't achieve it is I just believed and then just took action and kept going and didn't give up. I'm, not, I'm, no, I'm no one who's special. Everyone could achieve. Everyone could do what they're called to do. They just have to believe and take action on it. My books have now sold over about 5 million copies now. first one rejected by over 30 publishers. Every book I write takes three and a half weeks you know, to write a book, three and a half to four weeks to write a book. I'm willing. I'm open. I'm not the author, just the pen. And I'm willing just to do the work and write what needs to be written and put it out there. And again, some people don't put work out there because they're worried about what people are going to say. So they allow the fear to hold them back. So I guess that's probably the key. So too many people allow fear to hold them back. I'm willing to move through the fear and just go for it and be a little gritty along the way. A lot of grit just to keep going.
1: Grit. Love that word.
2: And I, and I don't want people to live in fear. I want them to go for it. Yeah, grit. There's a formula for grit. You want to know what my formula is? Yes. Grit is inspired by vision and purpose, fueled by optimism and belief, powered by faith and hope driven by love. If you don't love it, you'll never be great at it. Revived by resilience, kept alive by stubbornness. And if we're honest, it includes a little fear of failure, just a little bit that puts you on edge, makes you prepared, helps you keep going. And a desire to prove oneself. We all have this little desire inside of us that says, I want to be worthy. I want to do this. And it, it makes you move forward. Not the fear that holds you back or paralyzes you, but the desire to move forward.
1: Man. So, that's it. And you know, I want to focus real quick. And I know I think you let me know when when you give me a one minute warning. I know you have to go soon. Um, so happy to, you know, we'll wrap it up real quick. But I just want to touch on what you just said, because one of the things that's so important in what you just said is there a lot of different people have said it in different ways. Um, you know, when I was saying earlier, these universal principles, these are things that are like, you know, you, and people can say it in a million different ways. But at the end of the day, it's like it's just one thing. And what I just heard from you is um, I think it was it might have been Napoleon Hill that they called it a desire backed by faith, which is like you get this something inside you goes, this is it. And I know it's it. And that's what helps drive you. And I want to be very clear with people out there, like if you don't feel that, don't like don't try to force yourself to feel it right or because you're gonna you're when you when you hit a roadblock and you hit obstacles and you have that it just helps you to push through and and that's those are it's really really hard to do and that's where most people give up so like if you just pick something because you're like "Hmm, this seems like it would make a lot of money or this would be a good idea but it's not something that in your like your soul you're like this is it you're gonna struggle right and so you found that i found that all these people that I feel like the, you know, again, quote unquote, successful people out there, they, they found that. And it's not as simple as just, oh, you need to just keep pushing. No, you, it, it, it makes it a lot easier to do that. Reduce the friction. Don't make it hard on yourself by picking something that in your soul, you're like, yes, this is it. And, and you know, it's not easy to know. And you might pivot on the way. Um, but, you know, you want to focus on your strengths, your passions. You know, putting those things together and being like, okay, what do I love? What are I really good at? And then, as you said, combining it with how do I give back to the world and doing it? And that
2: is when you got something sweeter than you. Man, I think we just hit the formula right there. Your desire back by faith. What is that desire? If you don't really love it, like I said, you're not going to continue to work at it. You're not going to move through all the adversity and the failure, rejection. No matter what we do, it's going to be hard. It is going to be a struggle along the way. Everything is Pick the thing that is worth the struggle. Yes. Pick, Pick the thing that is worth the struggle that you're willing to go through. You're willing to overcome. You're willing to persevere and deal with all that stuff. Pick the one thing that is worth the struggle.
1: And I would even let's let's add to that if people are writing this down as I am, um, because people may say, "Oh, well." you know, running, running a grocery, running a, you know, uh, this business is worth the struggle because then I'll be a millionaire. But it's not, It's when when you say struggle, it's, you know, it's it's pick the thing that at you know at the end of your life based on these things, like we were talking about your funeral, the things you want said about you, the feelings you want to have and that you can't take money with you at the end. So remember that. So don't just base it all on money, base it on like what you will pick the thing that when you're, When it's all said and done, people are like, oh man, he did that. And it changed people's lives and he got really wealthy and and lived an awesome life because of it, right?
2: And you felt felt good about what you did. So at the end of the life, you felt like Mm -hmm. you you lived the life that you were meant to live. And I think too often, we don't. I had a restaurant, I second mortgaged my home, $20,000 in credit cards. And opened up this franchise Moe's southwest grill in florida when i knew i wanted to write and speak so i opened it up eventually i had three of them so now they're doing well and i had to ask myself do i see myself owning 10 to 20 restaurants or do i want to do something else again i could have been a very successful restaurateur i thought about the end of my life would i have wanted to create a restaurant empire and build up all these restaurants and make this money I could have made a lot of money doing that. I was pr- I was really good with restaurants, but it became very clear to me, no. Right. That's not my purpose. That's not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was going to sell those restaurants and focus 100% on writing and speaking, which I did. You know, I sold them. I had, you know, again, I sold them. Didn't make a ton of money, but I made enough to get me going. Sold it. Focused on writing and speaking and said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So. You have to identify, is it worth the struggle? And at the end of the day, think about the end of mine, mm-hmm. did I work on the thing that truly mattered most? And the thing that I was called for, that I was called for, that I know deep down in my heart, I was meant to do that. And if you're not sure, and you say, well, I don't have that purpose, I don't get that clarity. Be open, and you will. Meditate, pray, be open, and it will right. come, you will, you, it will be clear. Ask for guidance. I would always say, show me the signs. Show me the signs that I'm on the right track, and I would get sign after sign that would show me if you're open, you'll be guided along the path. God wants to move heaven and earth to support you on your journey when you're open and on the right path
1: that's that's exactly right and and an important thing I think with that is you know you're going to want to set goals. I'm sure you're somebody that, that that sets goals goals are so important, I can't believe they don't teach. You know, this isn't heavily taught from an early age, it's something that I'm working on trying to change the educational system. But don't get me started on that. Um, on What what we learn in school and like preparing right. us for real life. Right. Uh, but you're going to you're going to not it's not going to be the way you think you're going to get there. That's the key. So right. So it's like you're going to say, OK, I want to be here. And you're going to think you're going to start taking actions, and you're going to think it's going this way. And then you'll run into a roadblock, but instead of just letting it stop you, right, you pivot and you go this way instead, and then you're going to, eventually you're going to zigzag and you'll make it there if you have that desire backed by faith. And by oh. the way, welcome to Moe's. I'm from Florida. <laughs> I freaking loved Moe's, man. I had one right up the street. I was in Winter Park, Florida. I went to Rollins College. Oh, Rollins. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, had one right up the road from us, and I can't even tell you how much money I spent. Well, that that wasn't yours, was it?
2: So I had the first Moe's in Florida, but I remember when that one opened right after mine did, and, and it opened up along the way. So, yeah, I, was, I did. was the first one in Florida. That's how long ago? 2001. Wow. Where where in Florida? Uh, Jacksonville area.
1: Jacksonville, nice. Yeah, so my company, Doorstep Delivery, is the company that I ended up building and selling. It was it's a, it's like a Grubhub slash Uber Eats slash DoorDash, as people know them now. We started before all of those those guys were around, and we worked with most. Um, and we were in Jacksonville, so there's a chance. Did, when did you sell yours, or do you still them? Two thousand
2: five.
1: Okay, so that that was before us. So we, uh, I believe, we did work with the one in Jacksonville. So we worked with your predecessor. And so you were
2: head of Uber Eats and
1: DoorDash and all these people. Yeah, we, we, we started Yeah, we started in 2000. The year that the iPhone came out is when we opened our business. And we had 99% of, of calls were coming in. Um, you know, everybody was calling and we had like two dispatchers. And it was me and my business partner started out of a spare bedroom. And we were driving orders. And, you know, one day we only had like one or two drivers to start with. And if one of our drivers didn't show up, that was fifty percent of our workforce, right? <laughs> and then me and my partner were out on the road, and and when it would rain, it was always business for whatever day—Valentine's Day, by far, by far, by far, always our busiest day. So me and my partner probably the first six years of our business drove. Um, we ended up in the end, you know, we had we had branches all throughout Florida as well as the rest of the country. We had nineteen total. Um, we had over you know five thousand drivers or so, I think. So it's kind of it was neat to kind of. Start with just me and him out of that spare bedroom, right? But um, restaurants like Chili's was our, one of our first ones that we got signed on, and they just basically gave us the finger the very first time we walked in. We're like, okay, so here's what we're gonna do, because this is again before all these other guys. Now every restaurant's like, oh yeah, delivery, bring it on. It's it's incremental sales, and you know it helps me. Um, but back then it was you're gonna take my food out of my restaurant and deliver it to somebody <laughs> else. And I don't know you guys, your driver. And and we're like, yep. that's a, So it was, you know, you talk about hurdles and, and hitting those roadblocks in the beginning. I mean, we hit them all. And it was like we got Chili's was our very first one that we signed on that was um, actually no, it was Bennegan's, which went out of business, but it was right before Chili's. And you then it were was like, oh,
2: You're ahead of your time. you were ahead of, ahead of your
1: time. Well, we, we got fortunate timing wise, I think we, you know, and then, then by the end of our business, it was 99% of our orders were coming. Obviously through the mobile app and through the phone, but it's, or, or excuse me, through the internet. Uh, but in the beginning it was everybody calling because right, it was like, what? And then the, an the iPhone came out right at that time. It's like, wait a minute. Our drivers can now go to the, rep, the 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 places and see it all on their phone and they'll know who to pick up from, where to drop it off versus, I don't know if you remember back in the day, it was the Garmin, those GPSs you had to get. Yep. Our drivers can just afford $250 Garmin. So anyways. I never but yes, Moe's man. Oh, I loved it. We worked with them. They did really well with us. That's that's neat that you that you started that way. But right, you you said, okay, this is I could maybe get really rich this way financially, but is this soul filling? Is this my purpose? And you pivoted. So good for you, because a lot of people don't end up doing that. And then you gave us books like The Energy Bus. And now I'm now that I see all the rest of yours, I'm gonna I'm gonna order them all because like I said, I'm a self-help junkie.
2: Check out The Carpenter. You will really like The Carpenter. That'll be right up your alley. You'll connect with The car. It's my sort of entrepreneurial you. business book, The Carpenter.
1: The Carpenter. Any any others that you think of, like the, of, the, of the, God, you've written so many. Um, okay, well, I, I, thank you so much. If you don't mind, I'd like to ask you, I'd like to, to end with this for our shows. One habit that you feel you've been able to develop throughout your journey, Uh, I call them success habits versus failure habits, that maybe it started as a failure habit and you now replaced it with a success habit that has had a huge impact on your quote unquote success, but the real type of success.
2: In terms of the habit, I I sort of lost you there for a second.
1: Yeah, sorry. I don't know if the internet, you cut out a little bit. Yeah, but the, the top habit basically that you feel has helped propel your momentum in your journey to become you know the successful person that's also giving back to the world.
2: All right, I'll share this and then I gotta go. Okay, so uh, um, yep. it's about talking to yourself, don't listen to yourself. Best advice I ever heard Dr. James Gill's the only person on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons, which means you do an Ironman a day later, you do another one. And the last time he did it was 59 years old. He was asked how he did it. He said, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen. He said, if I listen, I hear all the fear, all the negativity, all the doubt, all the reasons why I can't take this race. But if I talk to myself, I can feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. And so the key is, don't listen to the negative voices. Don't listen to the doubt. Don't listen to the fear. Talk to yourself with words of encouragement to continue to move forward. Words of truth, that you speak truth to the lies. The lies say you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. You don't have what it takes. Truth says." You have everything inside of you to be successful. There is greatness within you and you're here to do great things. You were never meant to be average. And you wanna do great things because deep down you know that there's greatness within you. That's why everyone wants to do something great. No one ever said that. I wanna be average. We all wanna be great because deep down we know that we're here to do something great. So that would be my best advice for me. I started to talk to myself instead of listen and I would do it every day. And before you know it, that gave me the courage and the confidence to move forward. You gotta encourage yourself because the word encourage means to put courage into. So you gotta put courage into yourself. You gotta put courage into others. That's what we need. Encouragement.
1: Well said, my man. And that's that ties into what we we're talking about earlier. And it's like right, the habit of positive self-talk. So many of us, the majority of us, it's in our nature, I think, to, to talk down to ourselves and to put ourselves down. And it's okay to have a negative thought here and there, but if the majority of your thoughts are positive and like hey yeah we can do this we're gonna we're gonna make it um it, it has a dramatic effect on the trajectory of your life thank you thank you thank you john this was amazing I, I feel like I'm, I'm like a a teeny bopper at a beatles concert um just like a super fans because that book again was just so amazing the energy bus it's your first book you wrote you've written many since then um you just recommended the carpenter where can people find more
2: about you Just uh, Instagram, at JohnGordon11. My website is JohnGordon.com, J-O-N-Gordon.com.
0: That's it for today's episode of the 5 Core Life Podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have not already, please make sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you are listening or watching. This so that you get notified when new episodes air every week. And if you've not joined the 5 Core Life Facebook group, I encourage you to join that and see what all of the fuss is about. There's some awesome content designed to get your momentum going, including a monthly giveaway to win a complimentary coaching call with the Will Moore. The Facebook group is currently the only place to get Will's dedicated attention on your five core journey. If you're feeling stuck or just want someone to cheer you on, then that is the place you need to be. There's nothing like a community of people on the same journey to get you fired up, kicking butt and taking names. So come join us.
1: Get moving, gain momentum, join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five course.